1: Joining me in the studio today are Mick Wells and Vicki Cundiff, and joining us remotely from Danforth, Illinois, is Pastor Don McDonald, P. Mac. so it's good to have all of you with us today. We're going to be discussing a topic that is specifically for this time of year, right around Thanksgiving this was actually Vicky's idea, wasn't it, Vicky? To say let's let's get a new program on thankfulness or Thanksgiving because we've run another one a couple of times and it's a good program. We still might use it sometime. You never know. But uh, we wanted to get a new uh, episode on thankfulness, and that's what I'll be leading today. And we're going to start out by reading a scripture. I'm just going to read it right now. It's from First Thessalonians 5:18, where the Apostle Paul writes these words. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So when I see that, the question comes to my mind, and if anybody wants to answer it, that's fine. If not, I'll go on and just kind of answer it on my own. But does anybody have an idea? Does anybody have a way that they want to answer the question, what does it mean to give thanks or to be thankful?
2: You know, um, When you were asking that question, Pete, I kept taking a step back because in the Reformed faith, we have a catechism that defines what it is to be in Christ. It's called the Heidelberg Catechism, and it has divisions in it. And the divisions are guilt, grace, and gratitude. And the last division is basically saying how our whole faith walk is an act of gratitude for having christ as our lord and savior and so in the reformed faith even the church here danforth church has in its entrance enter in with thanksgiving so the very center of the reformed faith is just bathed in thankfulness of what god has done for us in and through jesus christ is driven by the holy spirit so when I was reading that question, I kept thinking to myself, wow, you know, the walk, the Christian walk is all about Thanksgiving.
1: Well, I really appreciate that answer, Don, because um, as you know, and maybe some of our listeners don't, I'm not from the Reformed uh, background, and that's just a whole different um, way of looking at things. It's a really good way of looking at things, so I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not arguing in any way. I like that, I guess, um, when I hear that I'm thinking the three G's, is that what they sometimes might call it?
2: They, they call it the three G's. They also say sin, it's sin, salvation, service. So you have three S's or three G's depending on how you want to explain yeah. it.
1: Well, that's that's great, I like that. I like that uh, dual uh, terminology there, I guess is what you'd call it. But that sounds like a wonderful thing to be thankful or to give thanks because of what God has done for us. Right. Um, at the same time i'm looking at the idea of just what does thankfulness mean what does it mean to be thankful or to give thanks and i did what every good preacher should do went to dictionary.com um no i don't know if that's what every good preacher should do or not but that's what i did just to say well what is the the word in english what does it mean in english it means it's an adjective it says from dictionary.com of feeling or expressing gratitude appreciative well i was thinking about that and wondering what it's like to truly give thanks in all circumstances that paul said in first corinthians 5 18. i remember having a district superintendent back when i first started in ministry and uh he retired not many years after i started in ministry wonderful wonderful man and shortly after he retired, he was asked to come back to our district, and he um, just came to you know, be at some type of an event. I don't know if it was a, um, a pastor's retreat or something like that. But he was speaking, and I'm remembering still how he said something and the way he said it was kind of like, I've really never been free to say this is how I really feel until now, because now I'm no longer the district superintendent and now I'm retired. But he talked about the illustration that he had always heard about. If somebody is truly sanctified, if a lady is truly sanctified, because back then it was a lady and she hung the wash on the clothesline and all of a sudden it fell into the mud. She would say, praise the Lord. And he looked at us and said, I always thought that was pretty stupid. <laughs> 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 and you know, that's what I was thinking of is praise the lord and you know, I've seen the the meme or the bumper sticker or the t-shirts that say something along the lines of, well, praise the lord anyhow, you know. That doesn't seem to go along with the feeling of of gratitude. I mean, I know I should be able to think, oh well, praise the lord, And so I started wondering, well, what is the meaning of praise? Does praise go along with gratitude, go along with thanksgiving? And so again, dictionary.com says praise is the act of expressing approval or admiration, commendation, or laudation. Laudation, L-A-U-D-A-T-I-O-N. So like we give loud and honor is what that's saying. So, of course, dictionary.com has to do with English, but the Bible was written uh, in the New Testament in, in Greek. And so I went to the original Greek, and the I'm not going to try to say what the word is in Greek, but basically the definition means simply of, of praise, to be grateful, to feel thankful. So praise the Lord anyhow. Well, Pete, one of the things that
3: occurred to me is Uh, looking at what the Scripture you read doesn't say. It doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances. It says give thanks in all circumstances, and I think if you're dealing with good circumstances, it's natural to give praise, although people neglect thanking God and take a lot of His uh, blessings for granted. Absolutely. But it's it's almost counterintuitive to feel like giving thanks if the circumstances are bad or, or harmful. So I think it's uh, I think you're going to hone in on this during the, the program but it's it's a a matter of of attitude that no matter what's going on uh, good or bad
1: god is there for you and he's in control. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, it's as you said. I think I think one of the keys for me always in life, and you kind of alluded to this. I don't think you said it quite in the same way, but I think we're on the same um, wavelength here. Is that there's a difference between a feeling and an attitude. Um, you know, I might not feel like saying, praise the Lord, if the freshly cleaned laundry falls into the mud. In fact, even if it's dirty laundry, once it falls into the mud, there's a good chance it's never going to get all the way cleaned. And if you're like me, I don't want to spend more money on clothes, you know. I mean, that's just kind of how I am. I don't like to spend money on that kind of stuff. Well, I've been doing all of the the looking up uh, dictionary.com the original Greek. Well, did you know there's also a thesaurus.com? I had never heard of thesaurus.com. And a thesaurus is basically looking for a synonym of, of words. And so I was looking for the word thankful and showing some words, basically the original talking about being thankful, using it in a sentence. And here is the sentence I came up with. I was thankful when I thought of the grace and favor God has shown me. Down that kind of goes along with your 3Gs, doesn't it?
2: It does. It really does. You know that that movement of God in our lives to be in his full presence and you know you're thankful that God in his grace has brought us into the fullness of his presence. You know the old saying is you can never outgive God. Mm-hmm. And you can never outgive the gratitude of how God has blessed us, you know, um, in that moment. So truly that is true.
1: Mm -hmm. And so what I did is I I took that same sentence and I, I switched out a word that would be a synonym of thankful. That was, um, suggested by thesaurus.com. And so the first one came up, I was indebted when I thought of the grace and favor God has shown me. Well, yeah, I'm in God's debt for that. That's that's pretty good. Um, I was relieved when I thought of the grace and favor God has shown me. I don't know if I've ever thought about being relieved. Has any of you ever thought of being relieved about that? But it's probably accurate. I was overwhelmed when I thought of the grace and favor God has shown me. That's pretty good. How about this one? I was satisfied when I thought of the grace and favor God has shown me. And finally. I was contented when I thought of the grace and favor God has shown me. What what does anybody think about some of those um, synonyms of thankful? Do they do any of those uh, speak to you, or do any of those seem to not really work when you're thinking of the idea of thankfulness for what God has done for us? Well, I think that uh,
3: they're they're all very similar, and if you were to diagram this with overlapping circles there's probably a core commonality uh, to them and uh, it occurred to me that if you look at various translations of the Bible you may even see some of these thesaurus type uh, synonyms in place where one version says this and one version uh, says that. Um, I wanted to share with you too, uh, Pete, that uh, Have you ever felt like giving thanks to God just falls short of what it should be in terms of thanks just doesn't say it well enough? And I was thinking, and I hope you don't mind that I share this, the first verse from Andre Crouch's song, My Tribute, where he's kind of along those lines, says, How can I say thanks for the things that you've done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you gave to prove your love for me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude. And all that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to Thee. And I was just thinking that I go searching for ways to say something stronger than thank you to God because it just seems like such an anemic response. But thank
1: heavens He knows our hearts. (laughs) Well, I'm not bothered at all that you shared that. That is a wonderful way of looking at it because... There have been times, even in my own life, uh, talking to another human being. I don't know how my saying thank you is enough, and that that was a wonderful example with the uh, with the song by Andre Crouch. That's a great song, by the way. It's a classic. Um, you know, I was going to go into another situation here. As I look at the clock, I just happen to see that we're just short of where we normally take our break. I think I'm going to go ahead and do that now. And uh, we'll take our break for our sponsor, and we'll be right back with the second half of Reconciling Grace. And we're back with Reconciling Grace. We're talking about thankfulness. And right before the break, we were talking about being thankful in all circumstances, and talking about some synonyms of the word thankful when we used it in a sentence that went, I was thankful when I thought of the grace and favor God has shown me. And everybody kind of agrees that being thankful, uh, you can be indebted to, relieved, overwhelmed, satisfied, contented. Those are all great uh, ideas, great thoughts of what it means to be thankful. But how about if we look back at that verse in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, where Paul talks about giving thanks in all circumstances. What about when we use the word thankful in this sentence? I was thankful to God when everything I worked for collapsed around me. Well, that's certainly a circumstance that, that it's hard to be thankful for. And so I started using those same synonyms. I was indebted to God when everything I worked for collapsed around me or using the word relieved when all collapsed around me, or I was overwhelmed when everything collapsed around me, or I was satisfied or contented when everything I worked for collapsed around me. What do you think of those ideas, Uh, being thankful even in those kind of circumstances when it's not the kind of circumstance that we would really, really like to see? Praise the Lord anyhow.
0: (laughs) Well, it's difficult I think we could all relate to that at some place in our life that we've had difficult circumstances that have happened to us, and you know we're not feeling very thankful at the time. Um, but we can still be thankful for God. We can be thankful that He is with us, and sometimes He still wants us to thank Him on purpose. And I, I may have mis- mentioned this in a previous episode, but um, I can't help but think of Jeremy Camp, and his he's a Christian singer songwriter and when his first wife died he and his family members were around the bed and she passed away and he uh they started to sing worship songs and he felt god saying to him in this very trying time worship me which worship me would be praise me you know be thankful and it was tough for him but when he started doing it it started doing something in his heart and moving in his heart and even though sometimes it's very hard in those situations and sometimes i've not been able to pull that off but I know that when I do, when I still will just try to find something to thank God for anyway, it does something in your heart that, that brings about a peace. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's very difficult to do, it kind of brings that perspective of uh, that God is still with you and He's still good.
1: You know, that might be a great segue to where I wanted to go to next, Vicki, because um, one of the things I was thinking about was the difference between feeling and perspective or attitude. Mm-hmm. And that's where I wanted to go next. And in fact, I had asked you already if you would read the next Bible passage, which is from Romans chapter seven, seven B to eight A. Yes, I snipped off the the beginning of one verse and the end of another, but that's because of this kind of really focuses in on what we wanna to get to. So could you read that for us, please? Sure. Oh.
0: For I would not have known what covenanting really was if the law had not said you shall not covet. But sin, seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, produced in me every kind of coveting.
1: So coveting, that's kind of a different word. We're going to be looking at that again here in just a moment. In fact, Mick, if you would go straight ahead and read in James 4, chapter 2, we'll see that uh, same word come up. Okay, James uh, 4, 2. You desire,
3: but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you
1: do not ask God. So what I did is I looked up the Greek word for covet, and covet means a longing, a desire, including an inordinate desire, or an eagerness for even a lust. And that's the word that is translated as covet in Romans. But there's a different word that is translated as covet in James. The Greek word means to long for, to lust after, to set one's heart upon. Now what I found interesting here is that the word in James 4 translated as desire is the same word translated as covet in Romans 7. So Does lack of thankfulness, this is the question, does lack of thankfulness sometimes come from covetousness of not having something that we want or of wanting something that we don't have? Has anybody ever thought of that before? Well, I think that uh, when when
3: you look at the concept of covetousness that way, it's kind of self-focused, self-serving, and so I think thankfulness to God uh, kind of takes a a back seat if if the focus of wanting something is for uh, our personal desires and our personal satisfaction. Mm -hmm. I I think it kind of takes away from uh, giving thanks uh, to God and instead substituting uh, a personal selfish desire sometimes. Mm -hmm.
1: I think the way that I was looking at it too was along the lines of in the Ten Commandments, where it talks about not coveting certain things basically that belong to your neighbor. Um, and I guess an illustration I want to go back to happened to me probably, oh gosh, it must have been 30 years ago or maybe a little bit more. I can't remember exactly when, but I had to go on a trip for the uh, place where I worked, you know, some people were going to fancy places like, uh, you know, Florida or whatever. I got to go to Milwaukee, you know, and uh, so, but I got to this place in Milwaukee, where it was like a conference. So everybody was at the same conference was basically in the same hotel. Now I'm used to the, you know, red roof ends things like that. Well, I got there, and this was right about the time that Leona Helmsley was going through her whole tax evasion stuff, and this happened to be a Helmsley Hotel. This was part of the package for paying for this whole thing. I had never seen such a thing. So this is how the other half lives. I mean, they came in, and they turned down my bed at night. They put a mint on my pillow, and I'm thinking... Lord, how come some people get to live like this and I get to stay at the Motel 6, you know? Um, now, I wasn't really bothered by that, but throughout my life, I guess I've realized that I have struggled with certain things like that. Um, one of the things that I have done for many years, I think it, I did it 12 years in a row until this past year when uh, COVID canceled fans coming to the tournament, I would work at the Memorial Tournament in Columbus. That's a PGA Tournament. And I realized how different I am than the other volunteers. You know, hey, yeah, I work at a golf course. Oh, yeah, well, I own this company. And, you know, whatever, we do this. So really? Okay, you know, so, you know, there's different people who have all this kind of financial capital. And I wasn't like saying I wish I was like that. But it's just like there's a whole other group of people out there that I don't understand. Well, where this got to me, and this is why I'm bringing it home to thankfulness and or covetousness, is I recently got back from a vacation um, to Florida. Now I am a warm weather guy. I, I do not like winter. I hate winter and I got down to Florida and the place where we're staying is not all that expensive. It's within our price range but it's right on the beach at the Gulf of Mexico and we could just walk along the beach and um, as I said the other day, we were there for a number of days. I think I had to put my shoes on twice because that's the only times we left the hotel or the beach or whatever because I was just contented to be there uh, at the beach and and there's been a couple of times over the years this is we've been there seven several years now. and um, there have been a couple of times over the years where it's like, Lord, why don't you call me to minister down here? You know, why do I have to keep going back to that cold weather in Ohio? And part of the thing was, this year especially, and it was really interesting because I knew I was going to be coming back and we'd be talking about this thankfulness stuff. It was kind of like, I I know what's best for you. It's like the Lord was saying, "You you need this as a break. And I was just so much more thankful this year for the break. Now, sometimes it's hard to say, well, yeah, but why can't I have more of a break? You know, why can't I come down here three times a year? But the bottom line is, I fight against that. Sometimes it's not always easy to be thankful. But that's how it was for me. And this year was kind of like I felt more thankfulness for being able to have this. And I realized that my not being happy with it or my not being satisfied with it in the past might have been a little bit of covetousness on my part.
3: Pete, I was thinking of uh, Psalm 73, which is a, a wonderful way that the word addresses uh, covetousness and disparity between those who have things that you obviously give thanks for for versus circumstances uh, of yourself. I wanted to read three verses here from Psalm 73 which was written by a fellow named Asaph. It says, I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have no struggles, their bodies are healthy and strong, they're free from common human burdens. They're not plagued by human ills. The psalm goes on to explain the end result of that kind of lifestyle. And so I I think even back in Old Testament times, we see a a disparity where people may have even coveted the good fortune, if you will, of what happens to people that aren't living for God even.
0: Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I think about the the question of how much of our thankfulness starts with our perspective or our attitude and i think it has everything to do with that because how do we see god you know and i go back to what um don was saying earlier with the the three g's you know and and what god has done for us and always remembering that but that's not i mean that's the main thing he's done for us to thank him every day for but if we think about all the things that he's done for us and so having that perspective, as I said earlier, that, that God is always good, that He's got our best interest at heart, I think that that kind of helps us to uh, maybe come out of our selfishness a little bit, or, or what we want, and just start embracing what He wants for us.
1: To be satisfied almost with what He has. Don, I have asked if you would read for us Philippians four eleven b to 13, and I'm going to kind of jump off of what Vicky said there uh, with this particular passage. Could you read that for us, please?
2: Sure. Philippians 4, 11b to 13. I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, Whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength.
1: Amen. I just love to say amen after that because it's so beautifully said. Uh, It is part of the Bible. It's what Paul said. And I just want to look at that word content for a minute. In the Greek, it means to be satisfied. It almost has a touch of complacency in there, almost like I don't have to do anything else. I am just content with this. It's kind of like saying, what I have is good enough. I don't need more. And I tell you what, it is difficult for me sometimes to just have that attitude all the time because I almost seem to always want more. Uh, Pete, yeah, I'd like to share a first cousin of that verse. Paul
3: writes to, to Timothy in chapter, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 to 8. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world. We can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that.
0: But if we don't have food and clothing, are we still going to be content? Because Paul's saying here that he learned to be content whether or not he had those things. So I think it's more of a case of um, there's nothing complacent about being hungry or in need. But at the same time, uh, are we willing to wait and not quarrel with God about it? You know, so I think that that's where that contentment comes in.
1: Sure. And I I think that that's one of the things I'm thinking about here as we are getting to Thanksgiving time. And I just like to look at it this way. I say that sometimes it's difficult to be thankful. It's not impossible, but sometimes it's easier than other times. Um, But... It's difficult to be thankful, especially when we think of thankfulness as a feeling. We might not always feel like being thankful, especially when we're seemingly inundated with difficulties, such as, as you said, Vicky, being hungry or being in want or being in need. We might wish that we had more, but we have to be careful that those wishes don't become covetousness. We need to be content with what we have and not necessarily rely on our own feelings to be thankful 1 Corinthians 4, 7b says, What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? And so when I'm looking at this, it just seems to me, and, and Vicki, you kind of mentioned it already, it's an attitude. And I've heard this phrase before, that it's good to have an attitude of gratitude. And that's what I hope that we can think about as we get ready to celebrate Thanksgiving this year. And I hear the music playing in the background now, so that means we're just about out of time. So for Vicki Cundiff, for Mick Wells, for Pastor Mac, Don McDonald, this is Pete Vecchi. I wanna wish you all a great Thanksgiving. Thank you for joining us again today for Reconciling Grace. May God bless you in all that you do.